So thank you so much for joining us today. Um, today's topic is super near and dear to my heart. It is the soul of heart and soul. And soul is something I've embodied for a really long time. And I'm really honored to be able to work in a soulful space. And I really just want to share with you today my topics or my thoughts and my ideas and a little bit about my life and how I came on this soulful journey. So join us today and listen and tune in. Welcome to Heart and Soul, the podcast where we empower and inspire women to lead their best lives, harnessing the power of their hearts and souls. We are Mariah and Monique your hosts and guides on this journey of self-discovery and personal growth. In each episode, we will dive deep into topics that matter most to you, from self-love and confidence to career development, relationships, and everything in between. We believe that every woman has a unique strength and inner wisdom waiting to be unleashed. Join us as we cover insightful heart and soul-centered topics and interview incredible women who've overcome challenges, chased their dreams, and found their true purpose. Through all of this, you will discover practical tips, strategies, and real-life stories to help you navigate life's twists and turns. For whatever season of life you're in, this podcast is your safe space to explore, learn, grow, and possibly even laugh and cry with us. So grab your headphones, make your favorite drink, and we'll embark on this transformative journey together. With heart, I'm Mariah. And with soul, I'm Monique. Well, on our last episode, Monique, we talked about heart and love and topics near and dear to me. And there's another word in our brand, soul. And I think of you as my soul sister Aww. and really the soul behind this brand. And so I really want to just hear about your journey um, with the word soul. And I uh, just want to learn more about, about what makes you the soul of heart and soul. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so I guess when we talk about soul, we're really talking about, you know, this, this like spirit or chi, life force energy within us. So just to clarify that, because yes, we are talking about soul train. <laughs> <laughs> My soul sister. Right. But we're also, we're talking about that deep sense of like our spark, our own little light inside. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's such an honor for me to be able to work in this like soul-centered spiritual realm because it is what I've wanted to do for so long. I think I remember when I was, oh my gosh, like 25, Okay, something along these lines. Um, My mom called me, tells me my grandma's sick. Now my grandma lived for a really long time. (laughs) Okay, okay. (laughs) Like until I was like in my late 40s. Okay. But I was just like, what? She's like this person who's going to live forever. And it sent me on this like trajectory of what does it mean? Like what is the meaning? What happens after we die? Like what happens to this soul, right? So I I started kind of my own inner study and journey on the soul and the spirit and the spiritual realm. And I was like, oh my gosh, if I ever have the chance in my life, I want to do this sort of work. This just lights me in fire. This is like really the crux, the meaning of everything. So fast forward, raising kids, right? Mm -hmm. Having a busy life. 
not understanding how a spiritual centered business could even operate because this was yeah. like a long time ago, yeah. right? And I came to kind of this point in my life where my kids were raised and I was able to take the leap under the guidance and breakdown of my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it was yeah. kind of like at this excuse the French fuck it stage. Yeah. Right. Like I've done everything the way that I thought I should have. Right. I supported the family. I worked the businesses. I want to do what lights me up. And oh, what lights me up? This thing that I discovered when I was like, I don't know, 24, 25, 26. Yeah. Soul, spiritual work. Work that just was the thing for me. So I went on this journey. Um, at the same time, my life was sort of imploding. Sure. And so it made me deepen my practices on a soul level and also then connect to my soul. Because before then, I was feeling like having to do all of the things, having to do all of the grind work, the hustle work, mm -hmm. so disconnected from my soul. Right. Meaning, like, what does that mean? What does it mean to be disconnected, right? I mean, I feel like the soul is a constant companion, a very small, slight whisper in your ear, sort of like, hello, is this mic on? <laughs> Are you listening to me? Are you there? Right. It's me, I'm, your soul. Right. I'm trying to get through to you what you should do, what's going on, but yeah. you're just not can you turn the dial to the frequency and permit, you know, put an out <laughs> give, there? Give, right. Give the guy some help here. Right. And I just felt like my life situation did yeah. not allow me the resources or no, the capacity before yeah. that. So you would hear it. You knew it was there yes. from that, that ignition point in yes. your early 20s. Yes. And all of a sudden you had this awareness. Yes. But you consistently turned it down, shut it off, pushed it back, mm -hmm. limited Mm -hmm. how much you allowed it to take over yes. for all the reasons and legitimate reasons, and kids, legitimate reasons, life, businesses, absolutely. partners. And it, but it didn't go away. It, it was, was always, never, it's, a constant it's always companion. there. Com constant companion. And eventually you had to listen to it yes. because all of that had been sort of stripped away. Right. Pretty in, much in many ways. And so suddenly there, there it was still there. Yes. In your ear. Yes. So it was almost as if I was like standing there naked, mm -hmm. right? Like strip of everything, everything like you described, family, kids. It was COVID. So basically, oh, well, yes. yes, connection. <laughs> any, any human being right. was six feet away. So here I am alone by myself mm -hmm. and the whisper suddenly gets a little louder. Yeah. Because you're with yourself. 24 seven. Yeah. And then suddenly the whisper turns up to maybe an audible hello. Like, mm -hmm. Oh, I hear something. Right. Yep. So then what I did was I just started to, I, I leaned into my practices. I knew for me worked to connect to my soul. So you, you, I started asking myself these questions like soul, where are you trying to guide me? Yeah. What are you trying to show me? Because if I believe, which I do believe, that this is this infinite, never-ending thing that lives within and is me, yeah. and it never goes away, it must have this wisdom. Right. 
hello, I'm listening now. What do you want from me? Right. Because the wisdom, the ego that I was trying to operate out of before has guided me down this path that it just isn't where I wanted to go. Love that you just said that ego. When Mm -hmm. we talk about all the things that were in your way at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, that's what it really came down to, right? right? It was the ego was at odds with that other inner wisdom. Yes. And you have, you were able to tune that down and tune into yes. what is your soul trying to tell you. Yes. It was like a forced um, alone time, me time, time out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. To, okay, so let's start paying attention. Let's start listening to the whispers and let's try to like turn up the volume on the dial so we can really tune in and access the knowing that our own internal wisdom and soul has. And what are some of the practices that you use that work for you or that you see that have worked now in the work that you do for other people? Because I think that's like a big part of it is like you might hear that voice, but you just don't have tools to figure out how do I quiet you know, all the other noise. Yeah. So for me, um, I meditation, which I have done for years, right. But like when I was consistent and did it every single day for a year. What? Yes. That's impressive. And we're talking about three minutes to start up to 20 minutes. Um, you know, didn't have to be a lot was just quieting the mind. So I could then listen getting that chatter out of the way so that then some wisdom, knowledge could drop in. And then after I would sit and quiet and listen, and I'm not talking about like listening to the thoughts that the mind likes to entertain us with. (laughs) I'm talking about like the aha, profound things that maybe we're not attached to that drop in. Then I would journal journal where I was, what had come through, journal my experiences. And it was just a really beautiful way for me to connect, connect to what was inside my own inner self. You know, I have this external persona. We all do the ego, all of it. But like this little thing inside this little whisper, when I could connect to it, then I would try to journal in a powerful way that And then I would, you know, insert um, using affirmations and visualizations, really powerful, like things that I wanted to change my narrative and my patterns and my beliefs on. So and then sometimes I would read powerful things that would really help me recenter, refocus, um, put myself in a positive state because I was going through a lot. But I feel sometimes when we have like these spiritual awakening moments yeah. in our lives, it's almost as if we have to break, right? Yeah, to break down, to break through. Exactly. And that is something we say a lot. Yes. And that's like a scary it is. concept, but the rewards are well worth it. Well, if we think about the cycle of life, and I know this from my yoga and also yoga. Sorry, I didn't say that. My yoga also has helped with my awareness and my connection to my own spiritual path so much. My yoga practice is Kundalini yoga, which is a little bit different, but anyways. Oh, it's so cool. I just think it it is, it changes, it changes your concept of what yoga can be. Right. And you like go into this space when you're teaching it that is just so beautiful. And I, I just think I need to be spending more time in your yoga classes 
is. But yeah, Kundalini, if you've never heard of it, like 100% need to check it out and check out Monique's platforms too. But Thank yeah, you. that I was wondering if you were going to mention that one because I think yes. that's really cool. And I went through my my teacher training that was like extreme, like I like to call it drinking from the fire hose. I was like, I'm not sure if I'm drinking or I'm drowning here, but I'm doing something. <laughs> yeah. And I was learning a ton and transforming and, you know, and it was also during COVID, also during like this crazy transitionary period of my life. So but you followed the, the whispers, the whispers towards mm. the things that you needed to further dial yes. into this path. Yes. And I think that's like, I, I see, you know, in this conversation, relating it back to like, now this is your work. This yes. is your business. I know. And so bringing it even to that, like how you turned that into it is just, I mean, I just think you have an amazing story. Aww. Obviously I do. <laughs> Thank you. So that said, so those are some of the tools that I have always used and that um, I then have resources to for my clients yeah. to not only teach them these practices, whichever it is, I have no attachment to them for them what might work, right? right? Sometimes people just need to have a trusted advisor where they sit and talk, right? So that yeah. they can then work through all of the things to get to, oh, the aha moment. Yeah, say right? it out loud. Right. They're external processors or they just don't have people maybe who listen. But for me, um, I just needed to listen to myself, mm -hmm. right? So that's kind of this like soul, spiritual concept. And so when I, I, one question or one thing that really I want to invite people to think about, because if we think about these concepts of love or heart, yeah, and we think of this concept of soul, I want people to check in and be like, how is my soul? Right? Yeah. What is, is it trying to tell me something? Yeah. Is it fighting inside mm -hmm. to, to be heard and I'm just daily squelching it and saying, I don't have time for you. Right. I'm going to just keep scrolling instead of listening. Keep swiping right. those notifications. Right. Right. Oh exactly. Gosh. Yeah. What if we just swipe away all the notifications that we're hearing? Right. Those whispers. So, hmm. yeah, you know, like from um, a gentle friend, one that's not a like in your face all the time. Yeah what it takes to, you have to like, oh, oh, they're trying to reach out to me. Oh, wait. <laughs> they're not using the foghorn. Yeah, right. If we think of our soul as that sort of a friend, mm -hmm. it's always been with us. And it's never going to be the squeaky wheel. No. And so therefore, guess what? Doesn't get the grease. And let's say if it was a squeaky wheel, kind of like COVID, the imploding of your life and all of this other <laughs> stuff that maybe happened to it, me. Yeah. The squeaking did actually. I want to say listen to it before it gets there. Right. Right. Because <laughs> that's an uncomfortable spot yeah. to be in. Right. Yeah. So if you can listen to it and access it, maybe... Um, before it gets to be that yeah. squeaky wheel, then yeah. it, then you can make choices or decisions or maybe micro adjusts before life implodes, right? But but also asking yourself along the way, like, how is my soul? Yeah. Geez, do I even know that I have that thing? Yeah. And then if I know it that it's there like this distant friend that you never check in with that's like just living out in California doing its own thing and you're just like well, I don't know it exists but like <laughs> you know like I have no idea how it is yeah right but like pick up the phone i.e meditation or whatever right and just ask like how you doing there friend yeah right well and, and our bodies are so often the 
focus. We always, mm-hmm. you know, thinking about our bodies, checking with our bodies and your soul is ultimately just as important. Oh, yes. It, because yes. that's ultimately, you, you need them both. Yes. You need them both together, but that's where purpose and depth and, right. you know, so much of the richness of life comes from. Well, and in my belief is we spend so much, so many resources on the physicality and also the mental health. Yeah. But how's your soul health? Right? Like, how is that? Because I feel like everything begins on the energetic level. Yeah. Everything. So if we can access that soul energetic part of ourselves, I feel like, yes, we have to, the body has to process it and the mind wants to make sense of it. But think about adjusting these things on a vibrational freaking frequency. Yeah. It has no choice but to ripple down. If you tune in, like just tuning into that voice, you are automatically going to attract the next best thing Yes, for for what your soul is is hungry for. Yes. Right? It's it's thinking about it as like a a, a deep hunger. Yes. What are you going to feed it? Are you going to feed it something? And again, parallel the body too, right? Um, Both are ways that we should be thinking. Are you going to feed it something that is going to give it nutrients and life and, uh, you know, all of the things that needs to thrive or are you going to just starve it or give it a bunch of junk? Right. Hmm. Right. I don't have time. So I'm going to eat this Snickers bar. <laughs> I mean, no I've never said that. In that game. <laughs> but yeah. you know, like versus the ah, high protein. Going to consume yes. something that right. is actually going to give me something to get me to the next thing. Right. And Oh, yeah, my brain is just like spinning on this topic. And I was just thinking about like, it's never too late. No. And that's sort of where your story yes. shows us. You know, you you can pinpoint a moment in time where you really heard it. Yes. But your journey had to take you through all of the other things before you could turn it into what it is to like how you relate to it today. Right. So, but it's never too late. Like right. at any point along your life, however short or long that it is, whatever you happen to be doing, it's not too late. And I will say too that even for myself doing this work, I'll dip in and out. Sure. Right. Right. Yes. Like I had a long dip out. Okay. I'm not saying I didn't stay connected from the time I was like 20, whatever. Yeah. Right. Until my late 40s. I'm not saying that at all. I, I did my best. I, I tried to be as aware as I could with, mm-hmm. with the time and capacity and space that I had. But there are days when I'm just like, I don't want to do the thing. You know, like I, just I don't <laughs> want to do it. I'm sorry. The inner resistance is down. real. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. But it's also like the thing that really helps me just live my my most abundant, fulfilled, yeah. joyful, happy, purposeful life is connecting yeah. to that whisper friend. And when you get, when you, you break down the resistance to listen, do you find it gets easier to go in and out of that flow state? Like, yes. is that what flow is? You know, we talk about that. Yes. The flow, like, I don't have to like sit in a room and meditate to hear it. Like I've just allowed myself to hear it and feel it and be it in more flow versus discipline. Yeah. So for me, 
my most consistent growth has been when I have had a practice that I am disciplined. And by disciplined, I'm not like, oh my gosh. So I am a practice person the beginning of the day or it does not happen. Yeah. I know you exercise or walk in the beginning of the day yourself typically, right? I walk the dogs. Yes. Yeah. But yep. if you didn't do it and you're like, oh, I'll get that walk later. It's oh, not going to happen. Happening. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Not, and right? if there weren't any dogs, I don't know if yeah. it would happen either. But <laughs> right. they make sure of it. Yes. So it's almost like uh, the soul for me is my dogs or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just um, have to have that practice. But that said, there are moments when I have been out of practice and I've, like, like I said, I've dipped out. Yeah. Yeah. And all of a sudden, maybe like sitting on some stone in a spa with you in Chicago or Spain, wherever we are, when the soul just drops its load. Yes. (laughs) I mean, and that sounds awful, but it's so true, right? You just like have the download. You know it when you know it. And I think that's what I just encourage people as you're listening to this, like, like start listening because mm-hmm. it really is ma- amazing. And I didn't have a term for what that was. I feel that I also kind of connected to it when I was younger, mm-hmm. but I didn't know what to call it. I yes. didn't, you know, I didn't have a term for what that, what that feeling was. And now I do. And I, and that makes it even more like accessible. Yeah. And I, I do want to talk about this a little bit. Something that what you said sparked me. I grew up in a very um, dogmatic religious home. Right. I'm not saying my parent, I'm just saying that's how I felt. That was my experience. Okay. And I think this is relatable for a lot of people. I had a lot of judgments that I adopted from the structure in which I was raised, the religious structure. Yeah. And so for me, I think also the dipping in and out had to be this like peeling back some layers of my own internal resistance and judgment to the path I needed to go on to be who I am now and who I evolved into. Yeah. Right. So like, you're right. Like you have this uh, knowing and awareness when you're young that this thing exists, but there are for, there was for me a lot of judgments about it that I, I, I bought into because it's, it was in my I was like swimming in the soup of it. How could I not? Well, and that's, co- I think that's a pretty common story. How many people are raised in some level of dogmatic practice around yes. religion and soul and all of this. And yeah. I remember like early age thinking as I was sitting in a church pew, like, I don't know that I need to be right here to feel this yes. or to feel what I think is this connection to something bigger. I really remember that. And like, yeah, turns out you don't need right. No, I will think say you need to have that. Yes. Some people do need yes, that. Yes, they need that comfort. They do. It, they do. I, it's, it's yes. So it's I'm not no judgment, no, no disrespect. Ex- like that's exactly right. But if you don't need to receive it in that way, like that's also okay. Yes. But it doesn't mean it isn't there. Yes. It doesn't mean you don't get to experience or access it. That's sort of the aha moment mm-hmm. uh, that you can come to. Is like, oh, I mm-hmm. can access that feeling a myriad ways. Absolutely. And I will say the more I have created space in my life for listening to my whisper friend. Your whisper friend. <laughs> yeah, I guess we're going to coin that. I like that. I like <laughs> yes. that. Um, then the more I have led a more soul-centered life, a more purposeful, 
I could have millions or I could have thousands as long as I live in this space where I am just being led and I felt, I just feel so much more in line with my version of who I want to be. And I needed to leave some of those judgments behind so that I could get there, Mm -hmm. right? Some of those, those things that I adopted from from my past, some of the the layers I needed to peel so that I could be comfortable accepting and being more of who I am. And think about your story and trajectory in your career. I mean, you were in a male dominated field in hustle culture and forever business and I mean, badass boss. That had to be hard. I mean, I can't even imagine like then to say, I'm going to completely yes. change the trajectory of what I, who I, how I show up, who I am, what I like. Talk, I, I would love to hear more about that. Like, what is it like to say, like, I'm going to pursue a career in spiritual world, spiritual, spiritual world. work, right? Right. Like blank, yes. blank. That was a huge shift. So first of all, my life did implode and it was kind of like that fuck it moment. Yeah. Like, um, I did everything that I thought I should. I had a yes, lot of shoulds. A lot of shoulds. I've got to do this hustle culture. I've, it, it's not going to work if I don't. And also I had a lot of outside um, influences that supported that belief that yeah. I had. Right? Yep. So when that kind of broke down and I was kind of like, I wanted to do this since I can remember. And now... I don't even care, right? <laughs> right. I don't even yeah. care. So for me to claim it, first of all, when I first kind of like outed myself, I was anxious sure. because I was like, here's me, Miss um, running businesses since she was 26 and um, pretty much like pretty traditional businesses. Yeah. Finance, uh, you know. Real estate. Real estate, cleaning, uh, I had women's health clubs, whatever the thing was, right? Like, yeah. but they're they're pretty traditional businesses mm-hmm. to this really non-traditional, etheric sort of business. How is that going to work? And also, like, people are going to think I've lost my crap. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they are yeah. going to think I've I just mean, yeah. But when I did it, it felt so freeing, you know. And the people that that love you and that would. I mean, it's almost like when you say it out loud, I think that the people that were closest to you and that um, best served you in your life going forward were like, well, yeah, duh. Right. You know, and then all yes. of a sudden it's like, oh, okay. Right. You know, that's the coolest part is when you actually finally say it out loud and yes. the right people around <laughs> you don't question it at all. No, it's I have like, a, yes. Hell yeah, you should yes. do that. I have a friend who is like, how awesome that you now are doing the thing that you would always just do for free for us. Right. Right. But now you make this your life's work. Right. Now you can help people who don't just know you. You can help people who like find you because they need your sort of work in the world. Yeah. Right. No, it is. It's such a, it's such an amazing flex gift that you were able or that you have brought uh, to to me and to all the clients that you serve and you've done it in this just beautiful intentional path. It's, it's, Monique's story is really inspiring Aww. and I, I just, I know we'll, we'll go into it more over different episodes and topics cause it hits a lot of them, but I think it was important for 
this podcast to, to talk about yes how you are the soul why i am the why soul you, why right. you are the soul i have Absolutely. had to listen to that quiet whisper right yeah that yes. whisper friend yes whisper <laughs> friend i love it yes mm. and then just like we all could stand to listen more mm-hmm. find practices that amplify yes that little voice yes and quiet the noise around why we're ignoring it yes or hit rock bottom and listen then like whatever whenever along the path it happens it's a constant friend it's It's not going anywhere it's not going anywhere right so it's just how how much you listen and tune in to what that friend has to tell you and the choices that you make can either guide you towards or away from Mm -hmm. that friend so yeah thank you for listening and participating so that's super beautiful well I think that puts a little bow on today's topic and and uh sharing more about the soul of heart and soul and uh I just appreciate every moment that I get to spend with your soul and same and my little whisper voice (laughs) your whisper friend (laughs) awesome So with that, on today's episode, with heart, I'm Mariah. And with soul, I'm Monique.